Welcome to my vagina. I'm your vulva friend, Jesse. Vulva extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Rebecca. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, all you, that's all you get. So uh, <laughs> this is a <laughs> current, historical, hysterical, infuriating conversation about our lives as vagina-having organisms. All content made up on the spot, but mostly researched. So, Jesse, Rebecca, hey, hey. <laughs> um, I've been having a lot of stress dreams lately. Yeah, mostly because I think I'm doing a lot of things, good things, but mm-hmm. you know, I got stuff on my mind. So meanwhile, my eye just started twitching. Yeah, because yeah, it's very stressful. Just doing it again. Can Are you see it? Are you stressed by proxy? I think. <laughs> I think. I don't know. It's been twitching for like I can't the last couple of weeks. It's not doing it now. But. I don't see it. All right. <laughs> anyway, I believe you. Suffice it to say I'm because, also stressed. Because but. I I believe it when a woman woman when a woman tells me something. You know? You know, I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. Just saying. Um, I've been having a lot of stress dreams lately. Usually I have the same reoccurring, but I mean, it changes location and monster, but essentially I have the same stress dream, which is I'm in some kind of murky water or I'm in the dark and I'm in water and I can't see what's below me. And usually something like bumps my leg and I know it's an alligator Mm -hmm. and it's going to eat me. And so the rest of the dream is just me trying to like pedal to shore before this thing attacks and like drags me under and does the death roll. Yeah. Uh, It's always terrifying, but I'm, I'm used to those dreams that's how I kind of know how stressed I am but it hit a new level of stress the other night uh and I'm kind of I don't know if I'm impressed or afraid with my with what's happening with with what's happening in my brain because this was like what nightmares are defined as uh I had this dream that I was being chased by some evil entity that could transfer itself from toy to toy it's like so horrifying. Yeah. From creepy doll to creepy doll. And for some reason, there was just a like outlandish number of dolls. <laughs> and so it was a lot of me running from these toys that were cackling and running after me. And at one and I would kick one or smash one to get it away and it would break and transfer over to another body. And then at some point we were like outside and we were I was running away from this thing and I it came up to me and I grabbed it and I ripped it in half and it never had a head. Like even I, from the beginning, it didn't have a head. No, because I had started kicking things, and oh, so it I was see. it was lo- it was it was having less and less uh, mobile things to run after me. Oh, I see. Okay. At, and so at this point, I I was trying to get away from like houses, and I was outside right. running in the dark from this doll, and it like kind of attacked me, and I grabbed it and ripped it in, in half, and then threw it, and then tried to run, and so it kept running on the hands of the doll, and. N- with no legs God. it just the top half of it was running after me kind of makes me want to throw up <laughs> but the most visual part for me was that cotton was falling out of it as it was chasing me through the darkness that's awful <laughs> and that's the last thing and then that you I woke remember. up wow meanwhile i also had a nightmare same this night week. <laughs> same night um where i was an olympic gymnast and mm-hmm. there i was at the olympics and i'd forgotten my grips <laughs> Way more tragic. I woke up in a cold sweat. (laughs) Morning. Thank you. Morning here. Thank you. 
please state and spell your name for the record. Okay. A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-A-R-A-I-S-M-A-N. So today we're going to talk about a super uncomfortable... No, that's not even a good enough word. Horrific. Despicable. Disgusting. Monster. Yeah. The worst of the worst, actually. And a whole system of enablers, which is what makes it so much deeper and just another reinforcement that people in this country don't give a fuck about women. It's so much deeper and worse because these are little girls. Children. Children. They went to these adults who are supposed to protect them. Yeah. And they didn't listen. And not only that, but sometimes even called them liars. Yeah. So for a super, super brief overview... And I'm I will apologize. <laughs> defer to Rebecca because she called this shit like a year ago. Yeah. I'm a huge gymnastics fan, have been for a really long time. No. I was a gymnast growing up, was not very good at it, but I've been following it, elite gymnastics and collegiate gymnastics for, you know, well over a decade very actively. When this stuff started really coming out um, specifically in the last few months, it is like have it's like being punched in the fucking gut so the brief overview is that there is a man who was the the u.s national team gymnastics doctor named larry nasser who uh was appointed by usa gymnastics and the u.s olympic committee um to treat uh injuries to the women's national gymnastics team starting in the late 90s leading up to the 2000 olympic games in sydney Uh, He also was the head sports medicine doctor at Michigan State University and the um, head doctor or an associated doctor with Gettert's Twisters in Lansing, Michigan, which is where Jordan Weber from 2012 uh, did her club training under John Gettert. This man was the national team doctor. He treated thousands of thousands of women over the years. Um, And yeah, there are complaints on the record against him that people came forward. They date back to 30 years, don't they? 30 years, but... And who knows? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. um, One of the things that is always missing for me in terms of gymnastics coverage is any sort of kind of um, look into the personal lives of the athletes. I think that it's just not a super, super followed sport. And so... You don't get the kind of background information. And, and these these women, these young girls, they spend their entire lives up until they're in their you know late teens, early 20s training. And we watch them and they're famous every four years, you know, and all the work that goes into it. And I'm just always so curious about who they are because they're people. They're they're rounded. Mm. Um, and so part of the thing that USA Gymnastics did for a while was this thing called USA Gym Making the Team. And they used to put out these little three to six minute videos that would focus on the individual athletes. And I would always watch them because it like gave a little bit of an inside look. Um, and I remember seeing a couple of uh, videos where Larry Nasser was in, in the videos. People were talking about him and how much he was respected and how much he'd helped them with all of their injuries and all that kind of stuff. And I remember he disappeared in 2015. He had been lauded as the He got top- fired, didn't he? Right, but with no fanfare, 
USA Gymnastics really didn't put out. Yeah, they didn't really put out much of a statement in terms of him leaving. And in fact, he was asked to leave as the head, as like the official team doctor, but he was planning, he was asked to stay on through the 2016 Olympic Games. Right. Um, But unfortunately for him, and fortunately for everybody else, um, the FBI came up with child pornography charges, which is what, what. What initially took him down. Yeah, what initially brought him down. Which is crazy because these, long ago did these allegations come out? Um, so basically the whistleblower, from what from what went public, like the things, so there was a, there was cover up by US, USAG, by the USOC, by MSU, all of these people because girls were reporting and nobody was telling anybody. Right, it was telling like the what coaches happened. and right. the coaches basically being like, sure, you can come out and we can tell the police, but it's going to be really embarrassing for you and right. he'll get fired. Yeah. And like that's a 13-year-old girl who thinks that this is her fault somehow. Yeah, and her entire career dream. depends on it. Exactly. Um, and so the what was really kind of the straw that broke the camel's back in all of this was when the indie star, which is... So the Indy Star broke this story. Nobody but the Indianapolis, but the Indy Star in Indianapolis, Indiana, was was publishing anything about this scandal for months. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they were publishing it is that USA Gymnastics is located in Indianapolis. That's where the headquarters is of the of the whole organization. The fact that the Indy Star published an article that basically was the original article was called Balancing Act, and it was it was basically about the abuse that a lot of these gymnasts were suffering in terms of emotional abuse and um, the controlling nature of the Carolis and uh, USA Gymnastics in general. And so they released that story. Rachel Den- Denhollander, I might be pronouncing her name wrong, then wrote an email to the Indie Star accusing Larry Nasser mm-hmm. of sexual misconduct that had happened to her 10 years earlier. She then gave interviews where basically she was like, I came to terms with what had happened to me pretty shortly after I experienced it, but I know, I knew full well the environment of USA Gymnastics and nobody would believe me. And she's like, and I'm, I've been sitting here for all of this time knowing that this kept, was happening and waiting for the moment that I thought people would hear me. And this was the first <sighs> moment. And it took all of these it took women to come forward. All of these to have women, any semblance of a voice. Yeah, it's so, like they had to choose between their career, which is abysmal. Yeah, and ugh. and they could have given up their career, and nothing would have happened because USA oh, Gymnastics has been covering up sexual misconduct of coaches, approved coaches, for decades. They, it's like the Catholic Church. They just move coaches to other gyms and don't warn the owners of the gym that they've moved a pedophile to a new location and left that pedophile with unfettered access to prey because that's what these children are to them. You had Marvin Sharp, who was the coach of Bridget Sloan leading up to and through the 2008 Olympics commit suicide a few years ago after he was jailed on child pornography charges and after he was jailed for having photos that he had taken of his own athletes. <sighs> and John Geddert, who was enabling this kind of behavior, who was the head coach for the 2012 Olympic team. You have, I mean, the list, Ali Raisman, Michaela Maroney, 
Gabby Douglas, Simone Biles, Maggie Nichols, Maddie Larson, Jamie Dancer, like all of these people who a lot of whom are household names now. And the thing that gets me so much about this is not only that it that it was this huge cover up, but that people aren't talking about this in the way that they should be. We've just come out of the Me Too movement. We've come out of Time's Up. Mm -hmm. We have all of these people in Hollywood talking about all these different experiences that they're having. When fucking Paterno and Sandusky were brought up on those charges in Penn State, that was on the front page of every fucking newspaper. That was fucking everywhere. And granted- But it's football. It's football, it's boys. Right. I think that there is a certain disgust that we feel in this country with homo- with homosexuality. Right. Uh, and I think that it was the, part of me thinks that it was, that that was part of the problem mm-hmm. as opposed to um, the pedophilia. I also think that But pedophilia we, is supposed to be the one thing right. that everyone fucking agrees on. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I'm so used to people and men not listening to women. All of these girls could have been saved from this abuse had people just trusted and chosen to put their safety and well-being first. And that's like our job as adults. Yeah, absolutely. parents had believed their daughters, not that I want to blame them, but like coaches, administrators, and taking their complaints seriously, it's just... ah. No, it's it's mind-boggling. They prioritized their public reputation absolutely over young girls like what where is the humanity i mean you're looking at organizations like usa gymnastics and and like i'll draw this parallel with penn state there weren't mandatory reporting rules put in place in penn state until after sandusky was charged and when was that that was in 2011 okay he was working with foster children from an organization that he had started mm-hmm. uh, and abusing them. But there were credible complaints about him going back. I think he was he was asked to leave Second Mile in like 2009 and kept on at Penn State for a period of time after that, even though he had been asked to leave due to sexual misconduct with young boys. Penn State kept employing him because Joe Paterno didn't say anything. How is that not a clear policy? But that's the same thing with USA Gymnastics, is now all of this stuff has happened, and they're like, well, look at all this great stuff we're doing. We're doing, we're now having mandatory reporting. And and I'm saying to myself, no, why hasn't this happened before? You don't don't get to come in after uh, how many hundreds of girls are like talking about this and then you're like, oh, but now we're fixing it. Yeah, do th- and and how by many doing, lives have you already let right. be destroyed? And by doing the bare minimum. Yeah. By saying we're doing this thing that everyone presumed we were doing before. Because all of these parents entrusted their children with these people who were not protecting them, who did not have their best interests at heart. They got sent off to this place in Texas where, by the way, Larry Nassar didn't have a medical license to practice medicine in the state of Texas. He shouldn't have been able to practice at the ranch, and yet he was there at every single national team training camp. And it wasn't until Simone Biles spoke up that they closed that camp down. Well, yeah, I think when Allie Reisman had her testimony, Mm -hmm. she said that she was like, they said they closed it down, they put up a statement and there are still children there. Yep. Yep. So and we it, think about the timeline here. We've got Maggie Nichols and Allie Raisman overheard by Maggie Nichols's coach mm-hmm. uh, from her club, her club quotes, uh, Sarah Jancy. 
who then reported what she overheard. She then asked Maggie about it because all these girls were talking amongst themselves. They were all like, this is weird. Is it happening to you? How do you feel? You know, all this kind of stuff. This coach overheard it and did the right thing. But the adults are telling them that it is normal. Right. So this coach had no idea that any of this was happening, overheard this, then started following up with Maggie, asking her more specific questions. She then went forward and reported it to USA Gymnastics, who at that point didn't really have they didn't there's nothing else they could do like they had to they had to do something then right even though they've been enabling him for all of this time they then did an independent investigation which they didn't tell msu about so they have this guy who they're investigating who they didn't fire initially like right away upon hearing these allegations they kept him on staff he should have been on leave at the very absolutely least, like they you should have been like you're on leave until we can figure out what's going on. Exactly, they didn't put out any sort of statement because they didn't want to, you know, quote unquote, get in the way of an of an FBI investigation. They didn't tell MSU. So meanwhile, he's over at MSU practicing still, seeing athletes abusing them for all of this time. USA Gymnastics says nothing, mm-hmm. and then they don't reach out to any of the affected girls. Marta Caroli is able to retire following the 2016 Olympic Games and as of now it seems like get away scot-free with creating an environment that allowed this predator to thrive for so long. Mm -hmm. She got to retire as one of the most respected coordinators of of a gymnastics delegation in the entire world and meanwhile all this shit's going down. They just had three members of the board in the last couple of days resign from the board. Nobody has gotten fired over this. Steve Penny, I think maybe, who was the CEO of, of USA Gymnastics. But there has been... they yeah, need Who just took over? Uh, Carrie Perry. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So Steve Penny left amidst all of this stuff going on. But like... The board, the people on the board weren't fired. Right. The guy that's that's now the national team coordinator, Valeri Lukin, was appointed by Marta Caroli. And when they closed down the ranch, who offers up his gym as the new national team training center? Valeri Lukin. Right. So it's just it's it's the same animal, a different place. And until they completely rid themselves of all of the people who stood by and did nothing while hundreds of girls were abused at the hands of someone who was supposed to be helping them while all of these people looked the other way until they get rid of all of those people like Ali Raisman said in her statement we can't be sure that this isn't going to happen again yeah how could you be and the honest truth is I'm like one of the biggest gymnastics fans ever and I think that USA Gymnastics needs to be decertified I think that this should be treated like doping. I think that if if other sports, if other teams, if other countries aren't allowed to compete because of doping scandals, like what happened with Russia, and they can't send delegations, we should be decertified. What does that do to the gymnasts? I mean... It's a, it would be an unfortunate byproduct in the in the first in the next few years, which is something that you know I've thought about a lot because it really sucks to work your entire life. You've got a really really short window in terms of yeah. I um, when should, you can I wonder compete. who that punishes. Right. It, it sucks that we because it's not like the athletes are drugging themselves. Right. It's th- this is a a broken infrastructure. Right. It it almost seems like it would be punishing the athletes to to not compete i mean my feeling is that is not is that usa gymnastics should be just decertified until they change they clean house one of the women that i 
um, has have been following specifically. It was Maddie Larson, um, who I she's not to make this like I don't know. Let's inject a little bit of happiness here. One of the most beautiful performers, mm-hmm. yeah, I've ever seen. Watching Maddie Larson compete on floor specifically is incredible. Yeah. Um, she disappeared off of the elite scene in 2010 after she had kind of a something of I don't want to want to call it a meltdown. She made a mistake in international competition, and it's pretty common knowledge that if you even among people who have never been in those shoes, like if you fuck up that bad in international competition, you're you're probably done. Yeah. You know, unless you really have something to offer. And this was one of her first outings, I would say, on she was on the world championships team. Um and uh she she then disappeared off the elite scene, ended up going to college. She went to UCLA. Um and uh Valerie Condos Field, who is the who's been the head coach for UCLA for a really long time, wrote this letter about everything that has been happening. So she talked about Maddie Larson um, because it because it was very strange. She comp- she quit elite so close to the Olympic Games and she was mm-hmm. at the top of USA Gymnastics. Is this the girl who banged her head against the table yes. just to get out of it? Yes. So this paragraph. These women bring home medals for the USA. Yeah. And you ignore their pain. Yes. So this is from Miss Val's. It's uh, officialmissfowl.com, Time's Up USAG is the name of the piece if you want to read it. But uh, this short paragraph that she wrote about Maddie. I honestly thought when Maddie came to UCLA, she'd blossom into the joyful performer we all knew she had inside of her. Instead, her demons kept finding the madness until one day her sophomore year, she broke. Just outside our gym door, she was literally crying and hysterically screaming, Miss Fowl, please don't make me go in that gym. I just can't anymore. Imagine the abuse and mental trauma it took for her to reach that point. So this is where I get upset. But like this girl, she was like 18, 19 years old, was so traumatized by her experience as a gymnast that she had a breakdown outside of a gym and couldn't actually walk inside the facility. And all of these things were ignored. People knew that they were happening. All of these things were ignored. So it's beyond the sexual abuse itself. We're so used to not being listened to by men and like women are so used to being there for each other and and taking care of each other like women that we don't even know just protecting them because that's that's what we do we're we we have to be there for each other that's that's just standard so i kind of think there's like a special place in hell for the women who didn't listen to these young yeah. girls yeah. i mean larry nasser is a monster oh, fuck him obviously but I mean, I honestly think that I have I have really no violence in my body. But if I met him, I think I would kill him with my bare hands. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I really do. It's too hard for you to listen to the victims' yeah. stories. Are you kidding? I hope you have to sit in a padded room for the rest of your life with that on the highest volume yeah. it can possibly be on. Yeah, like I he... hope it just loops over and over and over again. Exactly. For those who don't know... Larry had the nerve to write a six-page single-space letter that he sent. He sent to the judge, 
that's presiding over all of these victim impact statements, who, by the way, is fucking baller. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's amazing. He said that she's seeking media attention, Mm -hmm. which is like, maybe you just deserve to suffer through the irreparable damage that you have caused. Yeah. And you deserve this and so much more. Like, this is nothing in comparison to the lives you have. He... People have committed suicide because of you. Yeah, at least two. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And and to think that he's so fucking self-involved and so entitled that his fucking feelings about this at this point matter. Like, it's not about you anymore, you fucking piece of garbage. Honestly, like, I think the most insulting thing was when he said, I want them to heal. It sounded so condescending mm-hmm. and patronizing you mm-hmm. ask you want them to heal yeah from what you've done it's just you know so this whole this whole thing on top of you know it affecting the sport that i love which is like it really fucking sucks um and all these people having to deal with this i think that it speaks volumes to how we so compartmentalize which or separate out which victims are worth our time and which victims are not. Mm-hmm. So if we look at this, so we look at what we've all gone through these last you know, six months or so ever since. So we look at starting from when the Harvey Weinstein story broke, which by the way, the New York Times had that story and didn't break it. Mm-hmm. The Post broke it. So they I mean, sat, these women have been trying to tell that. these stories for 30 years. Yeah. And, and then, nobody listens to them. The, yeah. the USA gymnastics is more concerned about their reputation and if they if they were so concerned about it then they should have done something yeah because this was only a matter of time and you're only sorry that you got caught exactly but it's like you know we think about all of this stuff we think about the me too movement what voices are being heard we think about time's up what voices are being heard and then we think about this and every single time one of these serial abusers gets punished or like brought like seize his day in court or whatever all i can think about is how many women's lives are equal to one man how many of us does it take for our word to equal up to his Mm -hmm. and in this case we have 160 women come forward that's not even that's not even the scratch the surface no and why should these women have to feel shame? He's the fucking yeah. monster. Why are we doing the work? And and we're hearing these victims now. And what about all the women in hotels, in the restaurant industry, and all of these other yeah. things who are going through this day in and day out? And all of these Me Too things, the Time's Up thing, I think that they're so super important. And I'm not knocking it. But we're not engaging with this as the real, true, institutional, structural, cultural problem that it is, and that all of these experiences deserve to be heard. Because if women's voices were actually listened to, Larry Nassar would have been in jail 30 fucking years ago. Yeah, the first time it fucking happened and somebody said something about it. Yeah. And women should feel free to come forward without, absolutely and knowing that they're going to be listened to and it's so funny i was listening to a podcast the other day and it was men talking about larry nassar and i was listening to them and you know they had compassion that's fine whatever but listening to them talk and just being flabbergasted by the fact that this didn't come out sooner and why did this take so long why was there such a long cover-up how did this happen and i'm sitting there rolling my eyes and shaking my head because i'm just like because 
people don't listen to women. Yeah, because it took the New York Times 14 months to print a story that wasn't buried. This should have been on the front page of every fucking newspaper. This should have come out leading to the 2016 Olympics. There is no reason why those girls had to keep going back to that training center all of that time. They they had this information and they waited to break it. Mm-hmm. They waited because they didn't want to get in the way of success. That's what USA Gymnastics did. And the media is allowing all of this to happen because this should be on the front page of every fucking newspaper and should have been for months now. And mm-hmm. nobody is fucking covering it. And we should be fucking ashamed because that enables it. I had this ready and I forgot to use it. If you got too upset, I was going to just show you kittens. kittens. <laughs> They're so cute under a blanket. (laughs) I had it already. You're the best. Larry, you do realize now that we, this group of women you so heartlessly abused over such a long period of time, are now a force and you are nothing. Becca, <laughs> as always, to lighten the mood, <laughs> yeah. what would your secret lair look like if you were a top-notch villain? So I first have to say that while I was looking through this, I was kind of like really trying to engage with my inner Gru. So when I found my <laughs> lair, I was like, light bulb, <laughs> which is a thing that I say now. Did you know? That there are cat islands off the coast of Japan. Stop. I Googled it and I watched cats in the island. That's not a secret layer. That's my layer. That's not a layer. That's your vacation spot. (laughs) Why can't it? Why do they have to be mutually exclusive? I could have like. Do the cats have lasers? I could have. They would. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like my minions, you know? I would be like, cats. (laughs) And they would like come piss on people's shit. That's like a really good evil villain power like someone fucks Pissing with me on people i will send all of my minion cats to your house to piss on your bed you never get that smell out <laughs> cat island that's where my lair is i love how when i was like oh i have another idea for an outro and you were like oh should i stop thinking about my secret lair and i was like rebecca no never stop thinking you should about never it. stop thinking about your secret lair and now i won't i'll never stop thinking about it i have a video open on my computer right now I feel like mine would be up in the sky with an invisibility shield. So like I'd be in the clouds and I can see you all on the outside. Mm -hmm. So I'd have a bird's eye view. (laughs) But no one could see you. Nobody could see me. Would there be cats? You know I'm more of a dog person. All right. Well, if you you decide one day that you need to borrow a cat, you can have one of mine. Oh, sure. I'll borrow a cat. (laughs) I can have a cat and a dog. Yeah, fuck yeah. What other animal would I want up there? Goats. Oh my God, how did you know? <laughs> and if you were a supervillain, maybe you could even have dinosaurs. Do you, oh. I mean, the world is your Are oyster. Are you trying the to world kill me for oyster. happiness? <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to make my own dinosaurs. <laughs> oh. did, did you know that I love goats so much that I fell madly in love with one down in Costa Rica? Mm-hmm. No joke. There's videos of it. The like owner of it was like, I've never seen this because I spent all of my time with him. I, it was my mission that this goat know that I was there at all periods of time so that he eventually started coming to me. 
Oh, and he would like sit in my lap and like during meetings, if somebody else was watching him, he would run over to me and he'd jump on my lap, which is kind of uncomfortable because they have hooves. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that goat so much that I actually made a boyfriend jealous of like a four footed animal. (laughs) That's fucking incredible. That's incredible. I mean, that wasn't my intention. But but whatever. I call it it a win. (laughs) Put that in the W column. (laughs) Win. Licking my finger. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to Welcome to My Vagina. It's time for us to slide on out of here. You like that? (laughs) (laughs) We would like to thank our super duper producer, Caitlin Moldenhauer of More Banana Productions for producing us, hosting us, and for helping us reach our goals. I know this because in her day planner, it says help Jesse reach her goals. Best cheerleader ever. Please check out franklyrebecca.com where Rebecca slays you, politically smacks you, and reminds any misogynist to sit down and shut up because she's smarter than you. Please also check us out at welcometomyvagina.com. Check out our latest videos on YouTube. Find us on Instagram at welcometomyvagina and Twitter at welcometomyvag. Thank you so much for listening, and we are stoked to prick your ears in two weeks. Bye. Bye.